I'm just, I'm just so humbled to be in the presence of men like this. Prime examples of American men. Hell, I'm proud of all you boys. America! My dear friends, fellow countrymen, Americans, we're living in dangerous times. They call us paranoid because we love our country, because we want to survive the economic collapse of our land. You know what's coming, don't you? Rioting in the streets of our cities. That's right. Civil disorder everywhere. Dope crazed savages. Gangs of nigger rapists. Sniveling politicians trying to enforce gun control. Commie guerrillas in Central America pointing their guns north. Just waiting to cross the Rio Grande. Just waiting to terrorize your mama and your children and your neighborhood and your churches. First, they'll take Mexico. Then what? Then what? More than 20 million Mexicans live in the states of California, Texas, and Arizona alone. Now, what happens when they all decide that they too want to join the People's Republic of Mexico? Then what? Then what? Then New Orleans! Yes! New Orleans! Chicago! Boston! New York! No, no, gentlemen. It is our constitutional right to bear arms. It is our sacred duty to do so as efficiently as we know how. To become soldiers in the cause of freedom and the American way of life. When these yellow belly liberals call us paranoid and try to hand over our country to the goddamn commies without a fight, we can and we will. With an iron fist, say no! 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 I will say I like that music, but Murray, when we start taking this super fucking political, the the, the the stuff about Mexico invading it, what just happened here? Uh, no, that I that wasn't a Trump rally speech, Griff. That wasn't. No, that was actually back in the days when we recognized that speech like that was what a villain would say. What? Oh, we're confusing that for anything yeah, other I, than so I just want speak? any MAGA people. I want to apologize if you thought we were going full blown Trump. No, that was our villain, great villain, by the way. Give it up to John P. Ryan who killed oh it God. in this role. Of course, if you listen to our podcast, you already know him because he played the great general. Always the hard way, always the hard Taylor way. from Delta Force Two, but he fucking kills it in this movie. 
he makes for such a great racist, such a great <laughs> Frasier lookalike. Yes. Such a great. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what more to say. He's fucking great. As, I was worried because you we watched fucking Superman 4 last week, and I was like, Lex Luthor has hit the pinnacle <laughs> of villainy. And you were like, just hold your beer until next week. Yeah. And sure enough, this guy fucking kills it. He does. Absolutely kills it. And I'm glad you brought up Superman because I just want to get something out of the way let's first. Get, there's a we... big thing to get out of the way here. Yeah. Well, first of all, our guest, Stuart an from amazing England. Amazing guest. Amazing guest. Killed it. Everybody loved him. Everybody in our circle loved him. We've been we loved so him. much praise for Stuart. We love it, and it is well-deserved. So I owe him an apology. I already actually apologized to him in person, but I owe the world an apology yes. because I fucked up the name of his podcast. I said it was, I said it was The Geek Show, but it's The <laughs> Geek House. And if you want any information on that, he'd also make short films. He does a lot of other things. I'd recommend you go. If you liked him as much as we do, and we loved him, you got to go to his uh, website, which is from page to screen. That's yep. from page numero I'll get the two. There will be in the show notes again this dot week. Com and check him out because uh, he did great. Yeah. Again, show notes this week. So feel free to check those out. Click over to him. And man, just great guest. Great guest. Hope to have him back. He has an open invitation anytime open he wants invitation. to come back. We don't even do that for some of our friends. Yeah, and speaking of friends, we got we got some friends here. In this we week. have the ultimate friend. We're talking about Steve James, I hope. Hey, absolutely, we're not Steve talking James. about Dudikoff. We're definitely not talking. <laughs> you know, me and Murray have an ongoing conversation. I don't remember the first Dudikoff movie we did. It was American Ninja. I think we can uh, officially say for almost every episode now. I think a year ago we did this guy, but yeah, we oh, started with Dudikoff yeah. like a year ago with American Ninja, and. He is a blank slate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I brought it up last week where it's like, you know why I love canon movies? Because they leave so many things out where you, the viewer, has to decide what is happening yourself. And this Michael Dudikoff, as an actor, is nothing but a blank slate of a human being. Yeah, but, but he, believe it or not, Griff, I handle the Twitter... People on Twitter, maybe it's just an aberration. Nope. People on Twitter fucking love Dudikoff. I, I, I get some. I, I don't get a lot of heat, but I get some heat from people because when I because of course we're gonna rip on him. Yeah, I mean it's on the personal. I don't hate the guy, but right. when he's standing next to Steve James, you're like, why the fuck is he the star? Exactly. This is the confusing part. The two work together so often. And it's so clear which one is amazing <laughs> and which one is just there. Right. Taking and, up space. Yes. And the there is, of course, duty, as I call him. Yeah. But, no, I'm getting the same thing. I posted that picture of him just, like, wincing into the sun. Uh, it looked very much like Trump on the day he stared into the eclipse. Uh, it was just him staring into the maybe sun. Maybe there was an eclipse going on when Dudikoff. Maybe, that. maybe that's know. what was happening, but... No, same thing. I'm seeing the same thing. People love duty, and I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I think this is my theory. It's just a theory. I, but you, like, you, I agree with you. He's a blank slate. It's a good So idea. what I believe is happening is because he's such a blank slate, you can project whatever you want onto Dudikoff. Whatever. Because, and you're right, because he doesn't give you anything back. Nothing. Like, this movie is frightening to me because... Uh, very much akin to one of my 
very favorite movies, Hard Target. It takes place in the South. Nowlands! Nowlands! A place where, of course, you know, Hard Target takes place, and John Claude attempts a very French Louis. Well, he does have a legitimate. Well, he's a Belgian, which is similar to French. Yeah. But, of course, he pulls it off. Okay. Gijon. I loved it when I was a child. I got my ear pierced and grew out that nice dangly. <laughs> I couldn't get the duster, though. My mom wouldn't buy me Too the much. duster. You were living on a budget at that time. I've never yeah, I thought outside. you like like mowed lawns for like all summer so you get the money for that, that leather duster. It didn't work Yeah, out. the leather shop that was open in Redford <laughs> closed the day I oh. hit the, like, I worked in the tax and everything. Michigan sales tax, <laughs> 0.06 cents. I worked all that in there to make sure I had just enough clothes that day. Oh, that day I got the last horrible. six cents. Fucking terrible. Mill, can you shut up? We're recording here. <laughs> Dog's crying. She doesn't like us talking bad about Dudikoff. <laughs> what is up <laughs> She's with a it? Really? Why do you like Dudikoff? Maybe you can like, explain it to us. Maybe we need to have somebody come on who's a Dudikoff fan and explain it to us. That is a great idea. <laughs> Open invitation to anybody who wants can to explain break it to down us. for us. For the love of God, why do people like duty? Uh, we're not saying we hate the guy. We just don't get why people love yeah. him. I mean, he does. This is my his best performance yet. We've done three of his movies. And he, I will say he's progressively gotten better with each yes. movie. But still, he, Steve James brings a lot to the table. He doesn't. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like if I brought – if we went to a barbecue together – and uh, you're going to be Steve James, and I'll be Duty in this uh, scenario. Yeah. I, you, I like think of us as that way too. Yeah, you yeah. bring like f- several racks of ribs, briskets, uh, pulled pork, all that, and I bring some cubed up watermelon. You know, yeah. people are just like, and oh. it's got the seeds still in it. It's got it's got all the seeds in it. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that I've been gnarling on parts of it. <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> That's Dudikoff. You just bring napkins. You don't even bring food. <laughs> and they're used napkins. <laughs> I, I thought you could use some of these. I care about the environment, guys. I don't throw these away. They're good. Keep using them. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't get it. All right. What we do get is we love this fucking movie, and we gotta we gotta get some. We need some background on this movie, Griff. We got background on this. Oh yeah. I got one thing I know, but what do you know? Well, first off, this was directed by our man Sam Furstenberg, who yep. did our. Great. We're directed one of our favorite movies we'd covered a couple weeks ago, Revenge of the Ninja, and also did the first two. He's no stranger to Dudikoff and James because he did the first two American Ninjas as well. So for a guy that before Revenge of the Ninja had never directed an action movie, he did pretty well for himself. Yeah, no. The I, action's I, pretty fucking good in this movie. Again, he do, he knows how to like scale everything up, scale everything down. I really like the project. He knows he how to cast because fucking, like I said, Steve James kills it. John P. Ryan as Professor Glastonbury kills it. Mm. Um, he knew exactly the swamp to have the action scenes in. Love it. Yeah. Sadly, this movie tanked. and only It cost $4 million to make, and it made $4 million. So... Do not make a profit. This is one that people, if... (laughs) I never even knew this movie existed. It was actually Twitter people actually put this on my radar. Yeah. More people need to know about this movie. They do. Because, sadly, I'm going to go ahead and ruin the next hour and a half for everybody, but it parallels too much of today. (laughs) Yes. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly. The more going. If you don't, this, is, this, this pulls up. This represents the whole cliche. If you don't study history, you'll just repeat it, and that's what we're doing. We're we're we're, we're repeating the sins of the past, Griff. Jesus. 
fucking Christ. The other thing I want... But at least back then, oh, we had Steve James. We don't have him now. That's why everything's fucked today. Yeah. We have duty. We don't have Steve James. He died for our sins. Fucking shit. The one other thing I wanted to point out about this was uh, James Booth. Is that what we agreed his name was? Yeah, sure. He plays one of the characters in this movie. He was also a villain in... Most famous for playing the villain in Shokazugi classic Pray for Death. Pray for Death. Elderly man. Like, I never believed Shokazugi had any problem beating an elderly I, English man, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, he actually wrote, well, the before-mentioned Pray for Death, and he wrote this movie. Well, so, at least he has one talent. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. He's pretty good as a menacing yeah, he's character. Okay. He's okay. I mean, but, he's just... He just not, he's, he's great as a... Boss, but not as like like a, a henchman type, like ass character. Like I, I didn't believe he was a badass because he was a henchman in Pray for Death, and I just didn't believe it. it was, exactly, he was, he was too old. Great point. Great point. By the way, we've never really discussed too much in it, and it's not going to come up this week. But I love the henchman work that happens in all these movies. Someday we'll finally get down and just do a breakdown of henchmen, but that's uh, not today. For today, I think it's time for trailer. Well, wait. First, we get we got one last thing. One last thing. This was very confusing to you and me. Originally, this movie was oh going to be God. a sequel to Invasion USA. Yes. And Chuck Norris turned it down. He was too good for it. And so you're gonna. You're, so if you're wondering why is Dudikoff's character named Matt Hunter, which is the same name as. Chuck Norris's character from Invasion USA is because this was supposed to be a sequel. It took me an hour into the movie, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am convinced now his name is Matt Hunter. I need to go look this up. There's it's, no armadillos or anything. There, there's so. no armadillos. There's no rocket launchers. None of that action. There's no beard. Uh, well, I would say there's no acting, but Chuck and Duty are uh, about the same scale for acting. Wise. Acting, yeah, I would say yeah. Chuck is better as far as like ass kicking because he's actually a legitimate martial artist at least. I mean, his brother does a large part of that. But well, yeah, he Chuck does... gets he... the credit. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't I fight. I'd fight Chuck Norris now because he's like eighty years old. But I would not fight Chuck Norris thirty years ago. That's a good point. But yeah, uh, I forgot the point I was. Making. So I don't know. Like, way to drop the ball, Chuck, because this movie fucking is awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, what were you doing? Like missing, missing, missing in action four or some shit. Hero, right. in the, maybe you probably did Hero in the Terror because I think that was around the same time. Oh, you know what it was? What? I think Chuck is conservative. Oh, see, so he like was like, wait, this guy's, wait, this guy's a hero. Wait, is, he was like, he? wait, the villains are saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this is my speech. I just want to polish it a little. Oh <laughs> uh, no, Chuck, this is the villain's speech. Oh wait, what? <laughs> Go to the church. Yeah, so uh, let's just do this. The dynamic duo of Michael Dudogoff and Steve James in Avenging Force. It began with a celebration shattered by brutal violence. Until Michael Dudikoff, star of American Ninja, became the avenging force. What have you? I missed. Gentlemen, Captain Matt Hunter, one of the best agents my father ever had. He's the only one who can oppose a deadly brotherhood. They have a hunting club. For what? A hunting club. Except they don't hunt animals. They hunt men. Bring them down. 
now in the ultimate form of pure savage combat. They are the hunters. And he is the target. In the final confrontation, the deadliest enemy meets the avenging force. Avenging force. When getting even just isn't enough. Woo! <sighs> All right. There's clearly a reason we're doing this, right? Yeah, because we start out, Griff. Mm. Action from the jump. Cold opening. Let me set it up for you. We're in the bayou. If you're watching this on LaserDisc, you can actually see Swamp Thing walking in the background. I That's how fucking swampish this place is. I'm not going to lie. I thought I saw Predator at one point. He probably did, but he was cloaked. Yeah. He was cloaked, and you saw you just Arnold heard that. Schwarzenegger in Whatever mud. Yes, I did see. I did spot Schwarzenegger in the I, back. Okay, and I also saw a guy in a leopard costume, like a full body leopard <laughs> full costume. Body. I see it in every movie now. Thanks for pointing that out for me. It's I, like I, where's Waldo? Where's the leopard? Dude, I see it a lot in the mansion that uh, Glastonbury has here. <laughs> mm, taste almost as tasteful as Lexus. Not of gold oh, for my yeah, but yeah. So we start out deadliest game of all. Of course, is man. We all know that mm, man. I also want to point out, you know how I love to go on that one day my dream is to get rich enough that people can uh, fight to the death for my amusement? Yes, 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 yes. I, I, but at the same time, I worry that I would get so rich. Because, you know, the next level is hunting humans. Yes. I don't know if I, I'm ready for that. I don't know if I can compartmentalize enough that I can do that. But that's the trouble with like being super rich, man. You, you can see, do whatever the, you want. This is the problem I have with this whole scene. Um... Unlike Hard Target, which just very well parallels here, it does not. They don't like go up to these people and say, "Hey, we're gonna pay you fifty thousand uh, dollars if you get here, you win. We'll let you go." They just seem to drop these people in a swamp, and there is four main people we're gonna learn about here. Four main right. villains, and first of Pentagon, a Pentagon, yes. That's the name of the evil organization, which I will five pointed stars. What it means, and I will always. Forgetfully, but not forgetfully, refer to it as the Pentango because it sounds much cooler. That's my favorite way to get uh, movie tickets, Pentango. I, I love that uh, uh, Ted Nugent song, Wango Poo Pentango. <laughs> Wang Tang Sweet Pentango. Yeah, Wang uh, that, was, that was a great one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Which we... Which is not the hair metal hate this week because there <laughs> is no <laughs> Yeah, sorry, hair metal, Sean. We'll, we'll do it when you come back. Come back soon. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we start out. We, we meet... Four members of the Pentangle. We get first, I wrote him down to Samurai Mime because yeah. he's got like a white, like almost like Madudikoff, a blank slate face, like a white plastic blank face, and he's got like a cowl, like Skeletor War. Yeah, I was going for like the Shy Guy slash Jabberwocky, which uh, some of those fucking dancing fans might know about, or okay. Mario fans. Okay, I didn't, I didn't get that reference, but That's I'm glad cool. you figured, figured it out for me. Yeah, and so and then he's got like fatigues on because they they want to be camo. They, well, you got to be in the jungle, born in the bayou. So we see him, and he's I called him Samurai Mime because he's got the samurai sword. It's a samurai sword, right, Griff? Because you gave you reamed my ass when Murray. I called Revenge of the Ninja Sword a, nin, uh, a samurai sword. And he said, "No fuck face, it's a fucking ninja sword." So is this the samurai sword? I will have you know, one of our favorite characters would fill you in. <laughs> it's Japanese for katana. 
This well, is a katana. It's, 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 it's English for a katana. Oh, whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and no, so, yeah, so he's, okay, so he's got a katana. They and all got their weapons from he, the mall. He's skulking, and he's looking. You see these two guys. They're just running for their lives. One guy's got a slash across his abdomen, mm. and uh, so he's, like, run, uh, chasing them, and they're like, oh, they take a break because one guy, he's, like, practically dying. And I, I, I thought it was funny because these guys must be the best of the best. These hunters, they are, and they were kind of goofballs because you notice Total. we meet we meet our second guy. You call them Lord Humongous. Good call yes. because he looks like Lord Humongous from Road Warrior. He's a muscular guy with like leather sh- crisscross straps. Dude, he uh, even in a knockoff version of Road Warrior, he looks to have a weapon from uh, what was that one Italian ripoff? Uh, Warriors of the Wasteland. New he Barbarians. looked like he had a weapon from. It Warriors looked of the like Wasteland. a modified weed whacker. Yes, it did. <laughs> it was like a, they had a little pincer on the end. Yeah, it was a spear with pincers and like weird. And like, he's uh, wearing this crazy like he's he's got a ski mask on, like a traditional ski mask. But for some reason, the mouth has little grommets on it, like little like holes, like air breathing oh, holes. Yeah. It was pretty metal like, rings on a leather mask. He was kind of I so I'm gonna call him uh, Lord Humongous Gimp because he yeah. kind of was a cross between the Gimp and Lord Humongous Humongous Gimp. And so the guys, they're like hiding behind a bush. And then I thought it was funny. He leaps out and like falls over the guy. Like you thought he was supposed to grab the guy. He just clumsily falls over the guy. Yeah. And then he gets up and he's got his fucking weed whacker uh, pincer thing. And, they, you know, they have a nice tussle here. And you're like, oh, fuck, this guy's fucked. There's one guy who he's referring like it seems like we got kind of a um, – Johnny Quest thing going on where he got Race Bannon and his bodyguard, or was Race the bodyguard? Race was the bodyguard. And Dr. Dr. Venture. Venture. Uh, well, not Dr. Venture, yeah, Dr. Quest. S- Dr. Quest, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's that kind of thing going on where Race is just like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to take Lord Humungai Gimp myself. So he like pushes the one. So one guy is running away. We don't know what's going on with him. Uh, but he's a city slicker for sure. I watched right. Deliverance this week, so we're going to call him City Slicker. <laughs> yeah. So there's one City Slicker, and then there's Burt Reynolds, and Burt's just like, I got this guy. And sure enough, he fucking goes. Yeah, I know. He's got like, his guts are hanging out, but he still kind of he gets almost just, beats the shit out of the guy. Just like Burt in Deliverance. His fucking right. legs all fucked up. He's just taking it to the people, though. He's fucking wrecking them. But unfortunately, he doesn't have a weapon to combat the, the weed whacker of death. Yeah. Because the guy stabs him in the abdomen with it, and he just gets cut with the abdomen. I mean, That's if you're gonna place to get if stabbed. you're gonna show a boot, a giant knife in your boot, you're gonna use that boot knife. And he he uses so it. So he uses it. So now we gotta watch fucking little dweeb ass fucking uh what what Doctor uh, Quest John Voight Doctor Quest run away. I would say more Ronnie Cox because that was that was the dude that played the banjo. Yeah. Well, John Voight is kind of dweeby in that movie. Well, John too. Voight is supposed to be like the city slicker, so. I thought they were all city slickers. Uh, I, I believe they were, but um, what's his name was kind of like a city slicker wannabe. Um, what's his name? Burt. Burt. Yeah, Burt was like well, the wannabe. As long as nobody's Ned Beatty because he's the one that gets raped. No one's Ned Beatty in this. Okay. Yeah. Nobody squeals like a pig. Sorry, guys. Nobody. God, that scene is. Fu- that movie is amazing. I love Whoa, that. Well, that scene. It's kind of hot, but disturbing at the same time. Is that my cat breathing that loud? <laughs> yes, your, cat, <laughs> Jesus your cat's getting turned on by all this. 
The cat is napping while about. we were recording now. So, yeah, so like you said, Dr. Quest is taking off because he sees the highway. And we see a fucking man, Professor Glastonbury, looking like Fraser Crane. He's up in like a, like a fucking hunting blind, like on a tree. He's wearing this crazy fucking swamp thing, luchador mask. It's fucking amazing. I put it up on our Twitter oh, the other yeah. day. He's smoking uh, a pipe like Frazier, just waiting for shit to go down. I mean, he's singing Mozart. You're expecting a chain gang to <laughs> yell at him about singing Mozart. <laughs> but no. So fucking uh, Dr. Quest thinks he's about to get across well, the shore. First, he oh. meets up with oh. our fourth member. I called him Camo Bandito. Because he he had the lamest kind of cast. Everyone else is fucking amazing, but he had the poor man's like he was because he's new to the pentangle. He's the youngest of them. He hasn't figured out his whole yeah. He hasn't yet. Fit, yeah. He hasn't figured out his character. Yeah. So he just has like a camouflage bandit mask like covering the bottom part of his face, and he's got like kinda, he's a jobber. Yes, and he's got this, like camo. He's just basic camo. And sure, enough, and he gets taken out pretty easily. He gets jobbed. Yes, he does. No big. He deal. does the job. And so the guy's like, I see the highway. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. And then fucking Frazier, man, Professor Glastonbury, like, just cleans out his, uh, his, uh, his nice pipe like, there. Time to teach him how to do it. Always the hard way. Always the hard way. So, like, the guy, he's like, he's in, like, fucking, like, chest deep water, and he's like, oh, he's got him 100 yards away. At can- one point, we see an alligator. Actually, yeah. I think I think alligators like, are not native to Florida. So crocodile. No, alligators are alligators. Native to Florida. Okay, alligator fly across. Yeah, like it was like stock footage. It was yeah, just like from. I was like, oh, okay, he's gonna get destroyed yeah. by an alligator. Yeah, he gets no. destroyed by the human alligator. Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is Frazier. Just out of the, he just comes up out of the water like fucking like silent, and he's got his move. I don't know. Is it called garrot? Isn't that the kind of choking thing? I, I don't know what the choking instrument's called. I think it's called a garrot. I might be pronouncing it wrong, but yes, like the the fucking fishing line that you choke somebody out with, and he just comes up and just fucking strangles the fuck out of this guy, kills him dead, kills him dead, and, and then he has like an orgasm while he's doing. He's like, oh. <laughs> And then everybody shows up, and they're like, you know, because they got a scoring thing. And they're like, you yeah. got it, got it, pro professor. $50,000, you all owe me. And fucking Humongous <laughs> comes in. He's like, I killed one of them, so we're even. He's got a flask with, like, demons all over it. It's all <laughs> silver and got a couple gems Whoa. in there. Pulls love- off the fucking ski mask. Looks like Jesse Ventura when he was the, the governor of uh, Minnesota. He's bald uh-huh. with a giant mustache. Giant. Ass mustache, and they're just loving life. Like, ha ha! The greatest thing ever, taking lives. All right. Well, we've had way too much action already. We've seen the cold. We've seen the swamp. We've seen the rain. I want to see something very. Well, we, I just want to point out one thing. We learned that he killed some Secret Service members. I yes, just want to thank point you. That out. So it could it's be. a yeah. It's the top. So it's not just like these normal chumps. These are deadly people. He's taking. It's out. the top guy of the CIA. And they have not approved, apparently, of the job he was doing. Right. So they got they, they, they squared him off. So let's go to something wholesome because my heart is just broken right at this point. I mean, these well, guys— Wait till we get later on. The, I'll tell the, you something. I got traumatized I, I, halfway through this movie. But You're teasing too hard here, man. Yes. I, I want wholesome right the okay, fuck now. do it. I want Michael Dudikoff, the duty himself, riding a horse. All-American boy. Oh, my God. Cowboy boots, cowboy hat, bolo fucking tie Dudikoff. Tight ass jeans. Ooh, man. You can almost see a bulge there. 
Uh, Almost. So, <laughs> so he, of course, is just... He's roping doggies, man. Just roping them. And he just does it like they're like, oh, my God, you broke the record. And he's like, we're just fucking around. That's how good I am. Uh, uh, yeah, but I don't care. Good. And we uh, see Grandpa Jimmy come up. And he's just like, doing good, son. Doing good. And then we see... Uh, Little Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, the most annoying character in the movie. Uh, who almost does... She's almost the Shane Kazugi of this movie. But I, it goes back and forth between her and another person. Yes, it does. She She's such an awful actress, Griff, that they dubbed her voice. Yeah. So she's like, "Hey y'all, I, come and get some get some get some uh, I fiddles." Some fucking hell. I'm gonna shit. go ahead and put out a crazy theory here on why they had to dub her over. Okay, I want to hear it. They had to get her off that fucking set because the way that Duty and the grandpa looked at her, everybody was creeping on her. Me the fuck. Everybody out. was creeping on. This. She's like ten years old. So Dudikoff has wrangled himself up a calf. Real a men, doggy. Real men work. Yeah. Uh, and you know he he's taking high fives, doing all that bullshit. And uh, you know Sarah comes out. Hey, don't forget we got to go see Uncle Larry. And I'm like, let's go see Uncle Larry now, please. Because well, we we get a little exposition where Grandpa Jimmy goes out of nowhere. Hey, it wasn't your fault. Your fa- your parents died. I we learned that he had a tragic past. They lost because he's. This is his little sister. This is not his child, so it's okay. I guess we learned from young, um, uh, young warriors. It's okay to creep on your sister, especially yes. when she's blossoming into a woman. Yes. And so, yeah. So he's like, "Look, I know." Because once again, I think he's projecting onto. He's like, by that blank stare, he must be worried. He must be feeling guilty about his family dying. Yeah. Because you know he said he's a, he's a blank slate, and he's like, eh, I guess I am. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. The projection, Grandpa's right. project. That's perfect. perfect. And so they're like, we got to get ready. It's our buddy Larry, who was with in the Secret Service with uh, Duty. Yeah, and Sarah's like, like I'm ready to see a real man. Let's go see <laughs> Uncle Larry. Got to go into to Nolans because they're out in the country. Nolans, and it's Mardi Gras people, and because we we learned that Larry, Steve, played by the great Steve James. <laughs> oh yeah, Larry Richards. He's running for Senate. Because he wants to clean up the streets. Yeah. And we get a nice little scene. That got, of course, he's all American, so he's got to drive a giant pickup truck. The biggest, most obnoxious GMC raised <laughs> bed and, like, raised, uh, uh, I don't know, suspension and everything. Yes. I want to mention one thing before we get beyond the fact that their parents died. They have one photo. It was from the day before. The daughter is of the same age. The the Dudikoff of is of the same. We get age. another. You get another moment of that. Well, it comes in later. That we'll talk about. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. The, well, the, it's from later. I just while it's fresh on the brain yeah. here. I just want to point out. Apparently, the parents died <laughs> a week prior. It was probably why he so tore up. Uh, that's I think we po- assume we don't. know. And that's why the grandpa's we, projecting. Yeah. So going into New Orleans. Well, they're driving. I know. I I actually sent you a text. It's, when it's I was, a long drive, and yeah. you know what? Everyone is obviously getting tired. And duty is like, <laughs> guys, I need you to keep me awake here. So, uh, so well, no. Well, first of all, we get a little lesson in politics. She's like, "Why is Larry running for Senate?" <laughs> it's I dubbed over. Did we mention the dubbing? Yes, it's dubbed. Okay, because she's such a bad actress. And he's like, "Well, he just wants to help people. He wants to help his community, basically." We were talking about how our man, uh, Professor Glastonbury, is the Trump of this movie. Steve James is our Obama of the movie. He's black Jesus. He's going to save us all. And so he's like letting you know, like, look, man, 
he's gonna he's gonna save us. We, that's why he's about, he's all about he's he's about unlike Pleasure of Glassbury, it's all about himself. He's about the community. Do you know what he was running on? The levees are gonna break, guys. We need to fortify. Oh my them. god! This movie was like was was fucking James Booth. Where the fuck is his name? Is he like a fortune teller? Can he see the future? He's in Nostradamus. He must have been because sure enough, we know about Katrina now. Fucking Golden Globe. So like they're like. Listening to Dudikoff is so tiring that Grandpa Jimmy goes, Hey there, enough about this politicking. Pass me some of that Dudikoff. And we get our first product placement from Dudikoff. Of course, you know Dudikoff from our last episode of Dudikoff, yeah. uh, American Ninja 2. It's yeah. highly underrated. Highly underrated. And uh, I was happy about that because uh, I like my Dudikoff. Yeah. So we get into fucking New Orleans. Of course, Steve, it's a gun show going on. Steve's got no sleeves on. I love when he walks out. Wife wearing a beautiful dress. Just like a nice summer, spring dress. Dudikoff. Uh, Dudikoff. God damn it. Dudikoff is dressed to the nines for, for an All-American. Yeah. Again, bolo, jacket. He looks like he belongs on the Walker, Texas Ranger set. Yes. Well, that makes sense, again, because he's Matt Hunter. Right. Um, But no, fucking Steve James walks out. Black tactical pants, tactical boots. Fucking just like some. Well, he's been of... getting threats. He's ready at all times. Exactly. Well, we're gonna learn that in a minute. But he's got like a tactical belt on. Like he is dressed sleeveless shirt. Of course, you got to show those guns, mm-hmm. man. And you could tell it's like a rough cut oh, around. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's not a stitch that way. It is he cut it that way. Yeah, and he's overseeing his two boys. They're like in their karate geese doing some oh moves, my God, just working out there. We fun. get a little oh. sparring session between Jeff, the 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 other Shane Kazugi uh, of the of the movie, with Dudikoff. They go at it a little. Yeah, there, there's like this interaction because. They love each other, and it's a beautiful moment. It, right. it really is. They're it's family, man. Every, everybody, grandpa. The you know, you would be like, oh, this old guy's got to be racist. <laughs> no, he's like Larry. Oh my god, your politics are just dead on. I love you. I love your wife, Daisy. Great, the greatest cook in the world. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful moment. It, it really is. And um, yeah, you get Dudikoff crying it up with Jeff, young Jeff. God, he looks like he's going places, right? No. No? Well, he's going somewhere. He's going we'll somewhere? Get, we'll get into that later. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm not worried about where Jeff's going. I'm worried about dinner. Yes. Let's, let's go ahead and have and that, dinner. Just, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but this shows how wholesome Matt Hunter is. Everyone's drinking wine. He's drinking milk. Wow, was he? Yes, he was. He's got to stay sharp. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because he's running uh, security detail for his boy, Larry. Yeah. Because there's, he's been getting threats from all these crazy neo-Nazi organizations. Yeah. And the KKK. And he's just like... Like fucking Dudikoff's like, dude, you shouldn't do this because you're gonna. He's gonna be the grand marshal at the Mardi Gras parade. Yeah, and he's like, I have to. I'm here. I'm cleaning up my community. I'm gonna clean up America. I got to do this. Yeah, and he gives a nice speech about you know I'm fucking gonna kiss babies and shake hands and you know free college for everybody and Medicaid for all and the levies and the levies. The levies levies are gonna break. Think because he's he's running. I I don't remember if we mentioned a senator for. The state Louisiana. of Louisiana. So, of course, that's something that should concern them, but maybe at that time in 86, was it? Yeah, I think 86. 86, maybe they weren't thinking about, but he was fucking thinking about it. Thinking ahead. Uh, by the way, the wine they were drinking, disturbingly, that was that color is not right for wine. It looked, a, like, I, it looked kind of like, I didn't want to get it because it sounds kind of racist. It looked like Kool-Aid to me. 
No. No, that's just wine snobbery right there. Okay. But you're right. You're spot on. That is like Boone's Farm type wine, uh, where it's well, Kool-Aid with You don't probably have the good stuff for Dudikoff because he just wants to drink milk. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why he was drinking milk. He's like, he's a wine snob. He's like, <laughs> maybe. But, yeah, let's go ahead and get to this fucking So we're Kool-Aid. at Mardi Gras. Steve is, like, throwing beads. He's like, you better show me your tits, girl, before I throw you some beads. And they're like. Dude, Steve is chucking beads at people it is amazing the dude should have played football because he's got an arm that uh, uh, the likes of brett Favre would be envious uh, of unlike dudikoff he's dressed to the nines got a fucking tuxedo on beautiful and everyone's loving him like, we're gonna vote for you and then we get to see fucking duty he's got his own float with grandpa just <laughs> just sitting there and duty did you notice he's he, all of his beads are clumped up they're all knotted. Th- they're up. all knotted, and he's he doesn't even have the strength to throw. He's like just shimming them on the side of the fucking ground. Well, where where the parade stops. He's all conflicted over him. because his fucking ninja senses are off the charts. There's oh, so much stimuli, and he's looking for everything. That's a good point because we constantly see like first person views of like Dudikoff vision, duty vision, as I call it. And he's seeing all kinds well, he, of poop. First, he noticed the guy. I called him the George Costanza of Pentangle because yes, he's he a, did notice him right a, away. He's and he's got like he's got a mask and he's he's like he looks like he's signaling somebody. Cause he's put it on and he takes it off and he puts it on and he takes it off. Yeah. And Dudikoff sees that of corner of his eye and he's like, "What's what's up with that? Yeah. What is? And while that's deal? going on, we see two black women with uh, baby strollers and they get right in front of the parade. And then right in front of them comes up this little horn little, trio. J- yeah. Jazz trio yeah a little, a little horn trio and, and they're just playing their hearts out uh, pl- playing their hearts out but dudikoff notices something he's like hey that's some shit notes that are playing yeah, he's like that's not there's no b flat and when the saints come marching in what 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 is going on so he starts just like honing in on them and sure enough we see the fucking this is well, the what, black women pick up their babies and walk yeah, away. This, this Very strange. This whole thing is weird. Yes. Okay? This is where we need a cut of Alex Jones explaining this <laughs> scene to me. Because they've got black women employed. Are you saying this is a false flag? This is a fucking false <laughs> flag right You're here. these are actors? Well, they can't so, technically are actors. Yeah. But. <laughs> so you got these... Uh, black women reach into their baby carriage, ba- baby carriage, and they pick up these babies. And on the back of the baby, uh, like little onesies, is printed "Subscribe to Pootie Pie," which is obviously a weird flag. Uh, and they walk away. And then these trumpeters who are playing the wrong notes all together, like they were looking at each other, like well, I don't know what else to play. They reach into the baby carriages, and what's in there? Uzis, Uzis, man, right out of Another Steve James movie, The Soldier. Yes, the very beginning of The Soldier. Except, oh, unfortunately, man. there was no man dressed as an elderly woman getting run over. In yes, <laughs> that would have been more fun. But yeah, so these guys they grab the fucking Uzis. You know, I mean, he, look, Dudikoff is fast, but he's not bullet fast. Yeah, Duty Vision only has so many. You know, so he's foresight. like, he goes. Grandpa Jimmy, protect Sarah. I got to get up in front. And like, there's like fucking the guy running. You know, the guy running security looks like fucking Carl from uh, Aquaman. Uh, yeah, no, with, with a John Deere hat on. Like, he's he, running security for he, this? He literally says to him, Hey, are you running security? He goes, Yeah. And he's like, Just you? And he's like, 
yeah. I'm all we need. <laughs> and, then, and then he's immediately shot because yeah. they start unloading. I, yeah, really. It I, was completely sprayed. Yeah. and Got those bump stocks. <laughs> and then, yeah, if only they'd banned bump stocks back then. <laughs> and... And I pointed this out. Steve Jays immediately grabs his older son and uses him as a human shield. Motherfucker! <laughs> he uses because he knows we're not here to see wherever. I didn't even get. I didn't even get the son's name. Yeah. but we're here to see Steve James. It's Jeff and Edge. I like that he named the younger son Edge. That was yeah. a weird name, but not I even like Matt. It. He named it Edge. Edge. That was crazy. Yeah. So, oh, I see what you did yeah, there. <laughs> Hardy boys. He's broken, um, Matt. Broken, Matt. Uh, bullet he, does, ridden. he does. He's bullet break, ridden. Yeah. Bullet ridden, man. <laughs> Later on, Dudikoff <laughs> breaks him. So. so we get a nice scene of this them kicking ass like the old days. And Steve James, he's just fucking murdering people with his fist. He doesn't even have a Dude, gun. Dude, he's in like a full-on tuxedo. He's trying to impress the people. He's trying to get the votes. He's kissing ba- You know, he's trying to dress the nine. He's beating ass and kicking ba- ki- kicking <laughs> kissing babies at the same time He's kicking ass and taking names saving babies kissing babies He's slamming guys heads into the hubcaps of the parade float and you know dudikoff he's doing his thing he's doing yeah, all right it's quietly yeah because he grabs a gun yeah. like steve's is like these are my guns and he flexes his oh 24 inch pythons when he says that and flexes <laughs> i don't want and then say the fucking sleeves just explode off his arms it's you amazing know, and that was no CGI, people. He really did that. That's the best part. No CGI. And so like, they're both kicking ass. I'll give it up to Dudikoff. But he's he's shooting people. He's yeah. a nice scene. He shoots a guy off a fucking uh, moped. Yeah, yeah. And he sees that fucking George Costanza up there, Parker, up on the roof. And he's like, I'm getting that guy. You take yeah. care of the rest of them, Steve. He notices that creep is still just kind of eyeing down on him. So he scales a float, scales a building, scales another building. And then and the, the, now, I, when I saw that, I go, now I know why Menachem uh, Golan wanted him to play Spider-Man. Cause he did a great Spider-Man impression. That's there. a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. But he was even you could see him like throwing an arm <laughs> like. <laughs> um, and it made no sense. Cause he didn't have web shooters. But <laughs> he, he was didn't. auditioning in a movie for another movie. Weird. Very meta. Yeah. So he gets up to the rooftop. Parker immediately is like, I got to run away. They end up having this horrible shootout, which yeah. is barely worth mentioning because <laughs> they empty their clips. You think, wow, Duty's in great shape. He can catch him. He's been wrangling horses all of his life. Yeah. No, no, he is not faster than Parker, a.k.a. George Costanza, <laughs> who sits in a recliner that has a fridge in the side, eats candy bars, and drinks soda all day. Can't catch that guy. He gets so, away and gets like a weasel. He just hides in the crowd and gets away. Yeah. So we cut back to fucking Steve. There was, I just want to point out there was a great extra in this scene. It was like this fat, like heavy metal Mexican dude. <laughs> I don't know. He just stood out for me for yeah, some reason. No. He's there a was staring. a couple. <laughs> they, they were really interesting. Yeah. Again, I love all the work of the backgrounds <laughs> in all of these movies. In uh, where was it? In uh, Larry's house, he has so much. No, no, no. It's a uh, uh, fucking what's his name? Glastonbury. Duties, Duties' uh, house, the yeah. farmhouse. Yeah. They have all this native art where it's like knit native. <laughs> I Dream love catchers it. everywhere. Yeah. And we see. I don't. Uh, we, see, we call him Matt. We call him Edge. He's laid out on the street, Edge. dead as a doornail. 
And we just see Dudikov just stare off into space. He's trying to emote. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's trying to do something. He's angry. He's sad. And he's happy all at the same time. <laughs> and Steve, he's, he's shed a little tear. He's holding his wife. Rush to the hospital. Maybe I mean, they just declared him dead on the street, but we still take him to the hospital yeah. because uh, Daisy had like a nervous breakdown. She needs to be sedated because, you know, women, they get hysterical with this stuff. In the 80s, at least they did. So, so now we got to check in because we built up villains already, and it's been a while since we talked about So we got to see these fucking villains in action. And, of course, I mean, as we learned from Charlottesville, they're doing their tiki torch fighting. Yes, just yes. Whoof, whoof. You will not replace us. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like a kendo stick gen, uh, demonstration. Everybody in the fucking room is white. Yes. There's even a white master watching it. I, there is. And I love that they, I hate to say it, I would fit in. If you put me in a tux in that room with my well, mustache. Yeah, everyone had a mustache. And my uh, sideburns, I would, <laughs> I would fit in big time. So we're seeing uh, Lord Humongous versus uh, the Camo Bandito guy. And they're like going, so they're going there back and forth, but Humongous wins in the end because he's got more experience. And, but fucking Clastonbury, he's loving it. He's like, ah, <laughs> look at my two favorite men. He sounds just like a Vince McMahon. Oh, no. That's a good point. He is kind of like a Vince McMahon. And he's just like hugs them like, good job, both of you. Oh, you boys. And Grabs them by the balls. And he goes, now go sit down. I got something to say. The cojones on these guys. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Professor Elliot Glassenberry has something to say. You need to hear this. And he just goes into that speech that we heard right off the top of our episode. Yeah, that is, again, not... Apparently, no, this a is current not a, speech. This is not a Trump rally speech. This is it, from a it, movie 35 years earlier. Yes. Yes. And so he just lays it out. Everyone's like, yeah, we love it. And he loves it. He's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. They all start chanting it. So let's get back to that hospital, though. Well, before that happens, we also get a, a fucking oh, yeah, the the, no. little weasel fucking Parker comes back with a note. And he's like, and he and he goes, and he reads it, and he goes to his henchman. He's like, ah, they didn't get him. Larry Richards got away, but we'll get him next time. So then we cut back to the hospital. Everyone's worried. I, I'm assuming Dudikoff's worried. I can't tell. I can't read the guy. He's a blank slate. But they're like, yeah, kid's dead. Edge died. <laughs> Your son, Edge, and. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, God damn it, Dudikov tries to console him, but he only has so much. So it's just like a hand on the shoulder. But Steve's, this is like Steve's third movie with him, so he gets it. He knows how to act opposite, so he sells it. Yes. You think these guys are fucking brothers for life. And he's like, hey, man, you need me. I'm here for you. And Steve's like, okay. And uh, so they go... Steve goes, Steve, Larry, you know, Steve James. <laughs> He's like, look, I got to stay here, obviously. My wife is, like, fucked up. We just sedated her. Yeah. You guys, you're in town. You're, like, 10 hours away. You're on the sticks. Just go to my place. Chill out. We got the fucking detail to, to like, bodyguards. Yeah. Go there. So they drive to uh, fucking Steve's house. House is trash. There's fucking racist graffiti everywhere. Yeah, they they have like uh the division of the poli- like state police or something with them. 
They go back to the house. They're seeing everything. Dudikoff is just like, well, that's a grammatical error. That's a grammatical error. These Nazis don't know what they're writing anymore. They did get the swastika right. They got the swastika right. That's about all they got right. And he's like, all right, get Grandpa Jimmy, get Sarah in a room. I got to fucking talk with the Admiral. So Duty talks to Sarah, tussles her hair, tells her how adorable she is, how she's going to grow into a you're blossoming. You're you're gonna be a beautiful woman someday. Um, and then he, he says, "Girl, you'll be a woman soon." Whew. So he takes off to see the admiral, who apparently was like his secret division of the military boss, Secret Service. But secret this service. was like G six. This is like the top oh, of Secret G6. Service. Yeah, like there. And so there's a safe house because we they have them everywhere. Yeah. And he enters, and we this is where we meet. I called it Ned Flanders and Black Ned Flanders because yes. we reached two nerdy guys with mustaches and glasses. Yes, it is very appropriate name for that. One is like a CIA head, one's like the FBI head. And we meet the Admiral, played by James Booth, who wrote this movie and yes. is from the villain from Pray for Death. So I'm already like, mm, I don't trust this guy because I just saw him in Pray for Death. Well, the fact that he like just barely feeding him information. Well, he's also he's eating a hard-boiled egg at the time, and you know only villains eat <sighs> hard-boiled eggs. I could go for one right now. I don't have any, though. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you know, we learn, of course, like every great canon uh, hero, he's out. He quit. He had enough of the business. His yeah. parents fucking died. They, were, they died in a bomb that he may or may not have had something to do with so inadvertently. The Admiral gives him this whole exposition about Pentango. I said that on purpose. Uh, and he's like, That's my favorite heavy metal band, Pentango. Of course. There's five key Cowboys members. from hell. They're high-profile businessmen, all very white. Uh, <laughs> very, very white. They, they specify that. Their weakness, of course, is that they are in a hunting club. Which we saw earlier, the beginning of the movie. Saw, yep. And uh, they believe that their arrogance towards their hunting could be their downfall. That's their in. So we want you, Dudikoff... To get in there. Matt, you're the only guy that could pull this off. And he's like, forget it. I'm out. I got a sister. I got a sexy sister I have to take care of. Oh, she's grown in to be a real beautiful woman, Admiral. He's like, I know. I've seen. But still, because everybody's creeping on this girl the entire movie. Both honestly, the Flanders adjust their cuffs. They're like, oh, God. Please stop. Honestly, she's not that hot, guys. But... <laughs> Okay, so, so let's go to the villains now. Well, the Admiral's like, he's like, I'm out. Forget about it. I'm going back to my family. The Admiral? You mean uh, Duty. Duty. And he's not, I almost thought, Dudikoff and Trump almost have the same kind of cadence to their voice. They too. do. <laughs> Talk like this. <laughs> kind of wispy, tiny hands. So, yeah, we go back to this beautiful, everything's mahogany, because fucking Professor Glastonbury has nothing but style. Yeah, you told me a lot about this scene. Well, no, this is that's, that's no. I told you about a scene that comes on later. Oh, this scene okay. is the first time oh, George Costanza right. fucked up. Yeah, this is where he first gets to eat crow because he's got to come back and admit to you know the bosses we're seeing him post that Mardi Gras failure. Yeah, because for some reason they had not only they have gunmen everywhere, they had cameramen everywhere. So oh they my got, god! Yeah, <laughs> they got pictures of every angle, like. They've fucking scaled <laughs> rooftops. They got balcony shots. They got street shots. They got a shot where it was him, like, on his float. So they had a camera in his float that he was on. Amazing. And Please he's stay, like, Parker, you failed me. 
It's like, you, this guy you didn't just fu- fail me. You killed five of my best men. Well, he got five of his best men. Best so. men. Mm, those guys. Yeah, no. They, no, they sucked. And he's like, oh, but he's a ninja. What could I do? <laughs> you got to give me one more chance. And <clears throat> while we're in the scene, we get a little more exposition. We learn that uh, Camo Bandito, the youngest member, he may be the youngest, but he's an up-and-comer. Dude, he's not just an up-and-comer. He's pretty much already peaking. I mean, he's already tip-top, right? Well, he first of all, he won the Heisman playing for Harvard. You know, Harvard, one of the biggest football schools yeah. in America, guys. I'm sorry. If our fans are not football fans, but Harvard in America, tip-top <laughs> of football. Yes. You know them for education. They're not even allowed to compete in the playoff system exactly, because they're because that they're good. so good. They're they're the best. You saw them in Goodwill Hunting. You saw them in uh, what's that Rudy movie? Rudy. That was Notre Dame. Notre Dame. But yeah. they they got their shit trash by fucking Harvard in that movie. I believe. They did. So you saw them in everything. You know they're the best. So this guy, he's like, and he's he's so good. He's like, I'm not even gonna play pro football. Yeah, boom, yeah, I'm so good. I'm gonna go straight into politics. So he's not only that. Now he's a Heisman winner for Harvard. He's Top of his class, by the way. All of 24 he, years old. He was. Action Jackson was second to him. That's how fucking amazing he was. He fucking made he track and field, all this shit. Top of his class. Yeah. And not only that, he's the youngest senator ever. 24 years Some say old. the best of all time. Oh, my God. Everybody's saying So that. he is like their blue chipper. He's like they're grooming him. And he, so we just learned that. We just learned a little more about the Pentangle crew. So cut back to... Our man Steve in the hospital. Everyone's back at the hospital, right? Yes. He's telling them, like, I got a safe place. Yes, I got to say, like, yeah, duty's like, you can Your stay, house is not safe. You can stay at my place. I got a ranch out there. Nobody knows about it. It's secluded. He's like, great, thanks, bro. He's like, everybody can stay there. So they're all leaving the hospital. Got the chopper set up. Yep. Well, they, not they all leaving. Edge own. is still dead. He's in the morgue. <laughs> and- yes, thank you. Edge is still dead. <laughs> Died two scenes ago. Edge is still dead. His wife, who was in the hospital for injuries, is fine. Oh, she was there for hysteria. She in hysteria. She's getting on the helicopter herself. We get this like nerdy Roger Ebert looking Secret Service guy. This guy can can't protect anybody. Uh, nobody. And he's just like, All right, we're ready to go. Excuse me, sir, a nurse goes. We just got a phone call for a Larry Richards. Is there a Larry Richards here? I'm Larry Richards. And du- goes, duty is just like, No, I got this. I'll take this call. So he listens in, and the voice is just like, Hello, Mr. Richards. We want to get you on our local news channel. We're not going to talk about anything too controversial. We just want to talk about the issues. We're not going to talk about your dead kid at all. We want to talk about this levy plan you've been talking about. And <laughs> duty, he knows what's up. He, his senses, are, his ninja senses are kicking in. The 12th sense is kicking in. It's can. Well, the Figure 12th it. sense, as we know, is Memoir's Kiss, so it can't uh, well, be that. He's got the 14th, which is you can... Just see right through bullshit. So he's like, but and so can is Steve. Is it the art of the deal? Steve's also listening on the other line, and he's just like, tell him we're coming. Yeah. And he's like, what? What? No, this is bullshit. He's like, I know it's a fuck. I'm a ninja too, motherfucker. They I know. know, and we know it's a trap. So they're like, okay, meet us at the secluded uh, uh, yeah. wharf. Not at a studio. <laughs> meet us over here by this kind of wharfy yeah. area. We'll pick you up, and they're like, we'll be there. So. They send the family off. 
Duty sounds a big heartwarming, like opens his shirt to expose his man breast, his sister. I it, This scene was very <laughs> weird. I don't get the connection here. But they have a warming, you know, like departure from their family. They're like, don't worry, we'll be there in a little bit. They hop in some kind of action vehicle. Was it the GMC again? They yes, that it truck? was. Of course it, it was. was. And, like, Steve's like, God damn, this fucking tuxedo shirt is chafing. Fuck it. And he rips it yeah, off. Just, and he's just got wife beater just on. Just wife beater. Just wife beater. Got guns a blit. God, he's a beautiful man. And they're just driving. He's like, take a left here, right here. Yeah, because he knows it. He's from New Orleans. Yeah. And as, as we all know, it's a trap. They Yeah, everybody, they knew, we knew. The villains pretty much knew, but of course Parker's sitting there just waiting, flipping a gun around. So they like yeah, they get like penned in. So there's yeah. like a garbage truck seals off one end of the road, and a school bus seals off the other. And we see one guy's got a maga head on, so we know something's up. Yeah. And Parker, and, like you said, Parker's twirling his his uh six shooter, and then he's just like, get out of the car, and they're just like, no, we're just gonna back out of it. <laughs> so they back out. We have to watch a fucking forty five minute car chase. <laughs> And what hey, happens? We get one exciting scene where there's like a one of those bridges over a river that can go yeah, up, and yeah. they jump like five feet. Like it's not even that. This high. is the weird part, though. They circle back around to the wharf that they were at, and we've learned. I've noticed in like at, but at least half the movies we've covered, nothing good ever happens at the wharfs. Nothing. Don't go there. Don't. But they they go there, buddy. Even if you work there, stop going there. Something bad's about to happen. So, yeah, so, so, uh, but they're like, once again, there's some cat and mouse shit going on. They're like, did they set the trap or did we set the trap? Yeah. Because they got, they, they, they get out of the fucking GMC yeah. and they, they start, they go split up, brother. They split up. They're climbing all over. We're seeing set after set after. It seemed like that was the only reason for Well, yeah. Well, we, what we see is that, because fucking Dudikoff, this is a bro, oh, man. This, oh. So he, what he does is he tries to draw everyone to him. So he's yeah. making noise. He's clanging shit. He, like, drops a rope. He flings this giant hanging metal apparatus so it's, like, springing. And so they're like, oh, shit, he went this Meanwhile, way. Meanwhile, this is in the deleted scene. It's on the laser disc. A fucking Steve shirt just explodes off his body. He's shirtless now, people. Mm-hmm. Glistening with like a, like a Roman god Murray, with petroleum jelly. Murray had to tell me about this because I watched the YouTube version. This movie yeah. very available for free on YouTube. <laughs> and they don't show you this scene. No. You just see a cut of Steve James running away. Steve James suddenly without a shirt on and jelly yeah. the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, he just... He all he does is slightly flexes his packs, and the shirt just explodes it's, off. That sounds beautiful, and I I want to see that, and I want to put it in my private hard drive <laughs> that I don't tell people about. Okay, and he's he's destroying people shirtless. Still got the tuxedo pants on. He's stylish, well, very much so. And, and so, shoes. like once again, so basically, like let's just cut to the chase. They're just individually kicking ass. Yeah, and they eventually wind up. There's like cause there's big cranes everywhere. Yeah, and so. What happens is Dudikoff, he's climbing up a crane because there's a guy like on a lookout, like I'm in a crane. Yeah. And just as luck would have it, Steve is on the oh, – like, he's like 100 yards away on the top of another crane. And he does a little like – you notice how like sometimes in movies, someone will get a mirror and they'll shine a little signal yeah. the light. He does that with his chest, gleaming chest. He goes, that was perfect use. And then he's like letting him know there's somebody up there. Right. So – Fucking uh, Dudikoff's got his takes his belt off, 
uses it as like a whip, hits the guy. Then I forget, I forget, is this the same guy who shoots? Because Steve gets shot at this time. So it wasn't at this part. They end up going back to back. So he does take out the sniper, and then they end up meeting with each other for a moment. Okay. And while they're meeting with each other, um, Steve notices that somebody is getting ready to shoot them. And so Dudikoff is right in the crosshairs. He jumps in the way, pushes Duty out of the way. He's like, get is on the floor. Is this before poop, or after squat. the zip line move? Uh, this was after the zip okay. line. So after, after well, it doesn't really matter, but Dudikoff, after he, or whips, right, a, or right before. he whips a guy with a belt, and there happens there also happens to be a line there, yeah. and he uses the belt and he slides down it. I didn't know they were together. I thought Steve was like on the other side. He gets they, shot they, after he warns them with the... There the, is one the, moment where they end up together okay. because Steve literally pushes Duty out of the way and uh, takes a bullet for him. And so they take care of everybody. They, just, they murder another like 11 guys from Pentangle, except for our, our, that Weasley fucker Parker. But yep. they see him, and they're like, hey, hey, tell your boys we're coming for them. Yeah, they, they call out Parker. He is and like, you and your stops. Negro friend are going to get it. Wow. He says that. There is a lot. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they are... Uh, I'm surprised he didn't say the other N word because well, like, yeah. they were not well, yeah. shy about. In '86, that was that wasn't considered offensive. Yeah, but but but, but well, the tone was super offensive. To, to Golden Globes, apparently, to some production companies. No, even no, even '80 was okay. Okay, and so um, he runs away like a bitch, and then Steve goes, "Look, bro." I need to ride a horse. Let's go back. No, 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 no. We have a great moment here. I don't know why you're just glossing over. He goes, "All right, this is my flight partner." And then I, a tear came on my eye when I saw this. Because I, I, if I'm feeling emotion. Dudikoff feeling no emotion. <laughs> goes, Your fight is my fight. And they just fucking bro hug it out, dude. You're right. I'm sorry for trying to skip over that. The erect nipples in that scene were on point. Back to the farm, guys. Riding horses. Sarah, Dudikoff, Matt Hunter. We get another. She's like, gee. Because she's the dumbest fucking kid in the world. She's like. Why are they trying to kill Uncle Larry? And he's like, he's trying to make the world a better place, baby. And there's some rich scumbags who just want everyone to be miserable. Yeah, look, some some people just want to build the pipelines and they want to get up. They want to drill for the oil. And our buddy Larry here does not want to allow them to do that. He wants to build up the levees and he wants to help the people. If only, if only those levees got built. And six-year-old Sarah is just, 12-year-old Sarah is just like, I'm blossoming into a wonderful woman. Why do I care about the levies? he's like, you sure are, girl. You sure are. Huh. And scene. Cut back. To where, where have our villains been up to? What have our villains they're been up to? They're always prepared, Griff. They're like, they're always keeping their, their razor-sharp focus. Yes. They're at a firing range. They're all of them. hunters, are they not? They are. And they all got their revolvers, and they're all shooting dead center. Fucking boy, Blastonberry. He's shooting left hand, right hand, left hand, right. He's like fucking from, an all-west sharpshooter. From the hip. He's bowling him out of holsters. He is shooting from the hip. If, if, I'm, I'm hoping you can get a gif of it. Cause it looks, no, it's, there's a so gif funny. already ready. Well, Parker no, there. But it'll be ready. Parker there in the back wringing his hands because he just lost another 11 guys. Yes. And he's worried about his job. He's adjusting his tie. He's sweating profusely. And he's just like... Damn this Matt, Matt Hunter. He's just too damn good. Maybe we should recruit him. And they're like, he, this guy, he has the morals of, like, fucking, the guy who has a lot of morals. I can't think of anybody right now. Uh, 
He thinks he's some kind of Bernie Sanders. Exactly. And he's like, he will never turn. I'm like, you're right, damn it. We got to kill him. But how are we going to do it? And they go, well, I got a plan. And they go, and they whisper, oh, by the way, Parker, you're dead. And they just shoot fucking George Costanza in the gut. And yeah. they just leave. And I love the, the scene. They have their all. They all have Kinja Tache cases all lined up like on this yep. like, shelf. And they all put their guns away together. And then they're like, we're ready to go. So they just leave fucking Parker to die. Like he got a gut shot. That's going to last a couple hours. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Parker left with the last bit of information about where this uh, prospect slash enemy Matt Hunter is. Okay. And he's he like, tells, I just got from our inside guy Yeah, that they're hiding out at the Dudikoff ranch. I hear their 12-year-old daughter is really blossoming, blossoming to, a to a wonderful woman. Yeah. And so they're like, we don't care about the women part. Or the well, the, you know, he he does part. say, is she white? And they're like, yeah, does that matter? You better believe it matters. <laughs> and then God. they just walk off. Yeah, I'm just telling you what they said. God dude. damn it. These guys are evil <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. So, of course, they show up at the farm. They're hiding over in the brush, but we're going to go ahead and take a look on, uh, in at the family. They're just enjoying Grandpa cards. Grandpa Jimmy's too. having cards with the, the Te- guards. Teaching, teaching everyone how to play the wheezy and a hold'em. <laughs> it's basically a game where he just fucking like, makes up say, the rules. I was going to say Euchre, but yeah, Louisiana hold'em. Well, Euchre's a Michigan thing. No yeah, one well, that's what, that. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why you got to teach them. Well, now we know. Now and they know. so... Yeah, the one guard's like, is there any soup left? You better believe it, son. Go yeah. have some. That that should have been. So fucking wholesome, That should have been jambalaya yeah. or a gumbo. Smoker. But no, it's chicken noodle, yeah. and it's Campbell's, which you find out because <laughs> right out the guard gets. <laughs> he gets. They don't even heat it up. They just open yeah, a can of no. <laughs> He fucking, literally, the guard gets a bowl of it. As he's walking out back onto the deck, he's like, Man, this is a bitch ass chicken noodle soup. It's right on the fucking cables. It's cold. What the fuck? He fucking tosses it to the side, and right as he tosses it, a fucking man is like, "Ow!" He goes to investigate, gets pulled over, and killed by. No, 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 no you're wrong. What no, happens is, fuck you, I'm right. He, no, you're totally wrong. He gets a crossbow bolt right to the throat. Oh. That's what he gets for cursing Campbell's soup. <laughs> but it, well, I can see where you're, you're confused because every guy is like paunchy, balding with a mustache. Like, this is like <laughs> the weakest fucking security detail I've ever seen. If I've I, seen malls that had better it, security. It, it, if I shaved the top of my head, <laughs> I'd fit in with this crew too. And that guy's taken out. One of the guys who looks at him is taken out with the garrot, I think is what it's pronounced. Yeah, because they're because our man, our the Pentangle crew there. This is how that's who I'll give them though. Because most people would send their henchmen out. They get they're like, no, we gotta handle this shit. Hey, if a job, if there's a job that needs to be done right, do it yourself. Exactly. And they're like, and they hey. do it well because they totally take out all the outside guards like ninjas. Like nobody even knows they're fucking up. Everyone's sleeping on the inside except Grandpa Jimmy. He loves his cards, loves his Louisiana Hold'em. Yeah, I mean, he's cackling as everyone gets up, scatters like, oh, there's danger afoot. Grandpa's just like, oh, I'm going to take you, boys. No, no, nobody notices what happens next. Damn it. We get uh, the gun from uh, Action Jackson, the fireball shooting gun. Yeah. Apparently, Professor Glastonbury has one of those. Okay. And he just sets it off and does incinerates everyone in the kitchen, dies immediately. Oh, my God, that's right, because there's that scene (laughs) where everybody is replaced by a dummy. (laughs) Wonderful. And then, so Grandpa is just burned alive. He's the just, dummy budget of this movie represented, you said it was 
seven million. It's four spent? million. Four million. Yeah. The budgie dumb it. Budgie that bird. The the dummy budget was uh, two million and at he, least. Yeah, and these these dummies were so bad they'd get you banned from fucking Facebook, just like we did. So giant fire up blaze, and yeah, got, oh, they got gas cans. They're setting the whole ranch on there, fire. There is so many people to worry about in this house too. We still got fucking. Good we job. got Steve James to worry about. He, we've got his White other Daisy. son. We got Jeff. Yeah, we got Jeff's Jeff. up in the attic. We've got they. They put Jeff in the attic for like fucking Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Kevin <laughs> McAllen. It. I don't remember his name. McAllister. Uh, McAllister and Home Alone. They put him in the attic because he's the worst. And they forgot about him just like Home Alone. <laughs> exactly. Because what Kevin Malone. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we can't get his name. So. <laughs> I said home alone. You thought I said Oh, I, said, I, I thought you said alone. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so the guys, it's like a turkey shoot. They're just sitting out there waiting for everyone to come out, and they're yeah. going to take them out. And so uh, everybody gets out, except they're like, oh, snap, we forgot about Kevin yeah. slash Jeff. I, I, I think what – And Steve's what's... like, if I have to. Do I really have to? His wife's like, we lost one, so we can't lose two. Yeah. You have to think about, like, your – your um. Legacy. Yes. I, I think what was happening He's like, I can get here, you pregnant again. Yeah, yeah you're really. <laughs> I think what was happening here is he's like, oh, no, no, he's the tough son. He'll just climb out the window that has a clear, easy access to the roof to a ladder. Yeah, that he, would... Well, he is like four. So, I mean, yeah. I can. But again, he's Steve, Steve James' son. But again, we're talking about like a Shokazugi, Kane, and Shane aspect here yeah. where he for, he kind of like forgot which <laughs> yeah. son he and lost. He's kind of like, do I have to? He's like, yes, you do. He's like, all right, I'll go. He's like, as he runs in, he gets into the doorway of the front <laughs> house and all of the uh, Pantango shoot him in the back. Yeah. Like, he hits. A crossbow, uh, two other shots, and Harpoon. then like, yeah, it, it, they have very, very weird weapons. Very weaponry. So he gets shot four times, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die!" But I gotta save my son. Yeah. So he, re- he climbs up one staircase. Staircase collapses. Collapses. Right as yeah. soon as he gets up there. And of, of course, Dudikoff shoots in right after him. I, I want to give them credit because I. I don't know if you've noticed this. In a lot of movies, when there's a fire, there's no smoke for some reason. Because it's, it's obviously like gas fires they set up. Yeah. There's smoke. It looks, it looks like a legitimate fire. It looks very legitimate. A lot of smoke, a lot of fire. So Steve's getting close. He gets to the attic. He gets his son. He's like, Jeff, you're okay. I mean, as a son. But also, <laughs> health-wise, no. you seem to be okay. Health-wise, you're okay as a son. You're middling. Worse. I'll get you out of here. And as he's starting to climb back down, like the fire, the smoke, the, the five the, fucking harpoons yeah, in his yeah. back, he's They're like getting to him. But Dudikoff, who has scaled the staircase, the staircase breaks right. halfway in, so he has to jump and grab onto a ledge and pull himself up. Great upper body strength, by the right. way. That's something I didn't think Duty had, but. He gets up there, and uh, Steve is there with his son. He's like, that was an impressive uh, fucking uh-huh. vault. And he's like, did. Steve, he's like, he's like, Matt, I've been shot five times. I'm in, Can you please? I know he's worthless, but you can carry my son. I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. As soon as he hands him off, he just collapses and falls right off the right staircase over the used ledge. to be. Yeah. And I I was more traumatized than Matt uh, Hunter was. Dudikoff... He's just like a blank slate. He's just staring there. I'm like, I was ready to turn the movie off because I was like, what? What yeah. the fuck is going on? Steve James doesn't die. 
Dudikoff can't carry a movie by himself. I think this was the test. They wanted yeah. to see, and this is probably why the movie failed. So, because Steve dies. Oh, like Timbers fall on him. They're like, fire. he's gone. Yeah. Goner. And for some reason, Duty can't jump down that staircase and walk out the front door. So he has to find a new route. He goes back up the attic. He climbs out the attic window. And he's at the top of the roof when Pantango is sitting there. They've got, of course, Daisy. They've got Sarah. Uh, Sarah. And they're like, hey, why don't you come down from there? And he's like, I want to do that for your wildest dreams. And they're like, okay, shoot him. So they fucking shoot Matt. They say, don't kill him. Just injure him. Yeah, just they shoot him in like right above his knee. Yeah, right so in the he thigh. Falls down. And th- this is what I have already <laughs> prepared a gif of. You see this wonderful cuts, various cuts of a child and then a dummy and then a child. The worst then... fucking stunt dummy I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And the way it falls, it's like, like if it was a real person, it's fucking hilarious. It's amazing. And like if, it, if this was real, Jeff would be crippled. His back would be broken. Oh, my he's God. He's just laying on the ground. He's playing dead. He's... So let, let's get, you know what? We're, we're building up too much equation here. What's the final solution? Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> According to Professor Glassenberry. myself right here. <laughs> well, first off, Glassenberry's like, we don't need this woman anymore. So they, they, they shoot fucking Daisy. Shoot and then... And then they walk up on they walk up on uh, Matt, and they're like, look, we know you don't care about this kid. So they just shoot Jeff, like, nonchalantly. What? Jeff, back broken. He's, like, helpless. He's like a little, like, baby yeah. chick. And he just, boom, right to the fucking forehead. Fuck. And he's like, look. So apparently for right-wingers, they don't care about... Uh, you know, like abortion rights, because that's pretty much. He was, he's basically, he's yeah. in his like 80th trimester. <laughs> and uh, they're like, that's a pretty blossoming young lady you got there, Matt. I hate to see something happen to her. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Did she? I thought she had black no, hair. No, she had dark hair. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, uh, tell you what, we got this little game we like to play. We want you to play with it, play with us. That's why we didn't kill you. But we will kill this girl if you don't play with us. Meet us at this place, so and so, in two weeks. And if any, you go to anybody, you talk to anybody, we'll know about it. Oh, and we're gonna kill her. So of course, Matt immediately goes to Admiral. Well, first he he does the movie, fucking just yanks the fucking harpoon out of his leg, oh, okay. and just stares off into space like only Michael Dudikoff. Can uh, yeah, do. duty knows. You're how like, to is do he that. in pain? Is he angry? I don't fucking project know. it for yourself, you dog. Do whatever you want. He, he's he's feeling whatever you feel like he's feeling. So he's gonna go back to the admiral, and he's... no, he doesn't go to the admiral at all. What? No, he disappears. What happens is next day the admiral and the two Neds show up. And they're surveying the scene. We get a horrible scene of like charred body that Steve's, and they zip up the 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 bag. Okay. And I think it was White Ned Flanders. He goes, "How do they know our every move?" Oh, okay. I was reading that wrong. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the admiral, he's like, "Look, I don't want anyone to know about this. I want, I don't want the news. Anybody, keep this hush hush." He's acting. Very fucking suspicious. You're like, hmm, why is he acting like that? But and they're like, have you seen Hunter? Hunter went underground. We don't. We we think he's dead. Hunter, they couldn't kill Hunter. And they're like, well, maybe they buried him. They didn't bury the rest of the bodies. Oh, you got a point. I guess Hunter's out there and and his sister. 
You let me know if you ever see him. Will do, boss. So, we cut to two weeks later. The dude, fully healed. He used his fucking ninja techniques. I think that was the uh, fourth ninja power of the ninja is uh, quick healing. So he's all right. Leg, perfectly fine. He's in the bayou. The place they're supposed to meet is this old Cajun, like, fucking dilapidated house in the middle of the swamp. Deliverance, man. There's a Cajun hoedown happening out there. Yeah. And they're playing Zydeco music. They're eating fucking okra and jambalaya and all that shit. Talking like this. I mean, you see them picking uh, uh, fucking raw chickens off a hanging clothesline. It was very interesting party. I, th- I almost got freaked out because I thought it was like a human body hooked up. It was a pig's body. They had yeah, like a, like yeah a they had that cramp. as well. They were doing like a crab boil thing, a crawfish. Yeah. It was crawdaddies. Crawdaddies. So they're they're obviously having a fucking awesome time. Yeah, I bet that place smelled really nice. It probably did. There's a lot of bo, and uh, our boys, our boy uh, Matt, he's surveying it. He's ninjas, fucking ninjas uh, senses full effect and he's oh. like slow like a frogman slowly swimming toward the place gets up out of the water he's like walking through he's getting kind of herded these guys like these big hillbilly fucks shotguns i mean he does walk right through the center of the town yeah well what it, well, it was in a town it was like whatever this house sure and while that's going Gathering. on we see our buddies the pentangle crew they're hanging out they're getting massages our fucking classy fucking professor class where he's like painting a picture yeah because he's just all about style and class Fucking Jesse Ventura, Humongous is getting a little rub down. They're like, man, I can't wait to hunt that fucking mat. Junior's throwing some footballs through a portrait of Barry Sanders. Like, think you're going to get the Heisman from me? And uh, Matt, he's just like, hey, I'm looking for my sister Sarah. She's this blossoming young lady. Have you seen her? She's very beautiful. She's really going to be a, a catch. And then we get the scene. This is just shows how far we've progressed as people, Griff. Because... Oh. Back in the 80s, if you were a transvestite or transsexual person, you were immediately an evil, sick person. Yeah. So we get a fucking evil transvestite. <laughs> Guy shows up. He's dressed like fucking Frankenfurter. Where are you going with this? No, I'm just telling you what's happening. He's dressed like Frankenfurter from... I'm not saying it's, it's good. I'm saying he's dressed like Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror. Yes. And he's just like, oh, Cherie. We have this nice, like, 12-year-old girl. She's blossoming. She's a, uh, people. We're going to auction her off for $500. You could pop her cherry. And he's like, blossoming? This sounds like Sarah. <laughs> Show me where she is. Oh, don't hurt me. Whatever you do. Ah. And they bring her in this room, and apparently a blind woman was doing her makeup because she looks like Dee Schneider from Twisted Sister. <laughs> they like got her made up with like the worst 80s makeup. It's pretty horrible. It looks like Dee Schneider from Twisted Sister. And it's, it's like, Golan Globus just touching back into their Kinjete days. And he's like, come on, Sarah, we're getting out of here. Hey, you can't take a sheet worth money. Throws that transvest right, right through a window, right into the bayou, eaten by an alligator. Yeah. That was uh, no stunt double on that. No. They really had a person. They really fed a transvestite yeah. to a crocodile. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. It was that would not happen now. It was insane. And he grabs her, and they're walking out. And then they go, and then uh, our man Glastonbury's like, time for the game. So he comes out on the porch of the dilapidated house they're in. Yeah. And they're hurting him. The guy's like, every time they try to go some way, some like hillbilly with a, y- with a gun comes in. Yeah. They're blocking off. So they're they're pushing him towards the, the, the docks. 
And like, we're going to give you a half hour head start. And then the game will begin. The game will begin. So, so Dudikoff's like, all right, fucking Sarah's so useless. She can't even fucking swim. So he has to carry her on his back oh, yeah. while he's swimming out to like the land. And it's sure, because they're villains, they give him like 15 minutes. Yeah, but we do get 15 minutes of them gearing up, which what? is the Kinjite case. Kinjite case. Just pulling out their knives, getting their max ready. I love how like he had like a manservant who puts on his crazy luchador he mask. He doesn't even put on his mask himself. <laughs> Someone else has to put it on. That was amazing. And it's like it immediately starts pouring rain. And uh, what was it Glastonbury himself who was just like, oh, it's the rain. You know what happens when it rains? <laughs> Alligators come out to play. Alligators. My friend Jake the Snake comes out <laughs> to wrangle them with his elbow. Crocodile Hunter does. That's how Steve Irwin really died. Yeah. <laughs> Jake and, the Snake? <laughs> no, he was in a, one of these he was, ga- he was one of these deadliest games. He actually, unfortunately, got caught because it was raining that day, too. He got caught. Oh, we got, oh. He didn't even get to play the game. Oh, fuck. But Dudikoff does. He gets to make this to dry land. Well, damp land. And luck would have it, he finds a cave. Yeah, like, as they're, like, finding this cave, like, he falls over a couple times, and, you know, he throws Sarah off his back. Like, did I ever tell you how much you're blossoming? I mean, I know this is an inappropriate <laughs> time. We're about to die. But you're just such a lovely young lady. Oh, my God, you're blossoming so much. And she blushes. And uh, Yeah. She's a demure young lady. And he's like, are you okay? I'm sorry I threw you off. And she's just like, it's okay. I'm having fun. <laughs> Bet you're getting chased to the death. What do you mean you're having she's fun? She's not so bright, people. Yeah, she's just she's been in slavery for two weeks. They do it. They, it's like Stockholm syndrome. You can like you can fuck people up. This is why there's partial. You know what they use? They use the tenth power of the ninja hypnotism on her. No, they definitely did because they're convincing her that slaverism. <laughs> Wasn't that bad? No, people mostly liked. Slavery. She's like, she's like, Matt. It was about states' rights. It wasn't about slavery. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and he's like, okay. And Holy so shit. daybreak happens. The dude goes, "I'm gonna go check out, see you know what's going on. Stay whatever you do. Stay here. That's all I ask of you." She's like, "I can do that, I think." And so he goes out. Luck would have it, he bumps into fucking Samurai Mime first. So they have a... They, I want to I give credit where credit's due with Michael Dudikoff. We shit on him a lot because it's well-deserved. Yes. But I want to say, we've, I've, as we've watched his movies, because we've, we've watched them in chronological yeah, order. Yeah, we're, we're progressing. There's a progression, the and there's definitely a big improvement on the fighting, the choreograph, choreography that Michael Dudikoff because he sucked in American Ninja. I don't give a fuck what you American Ninja people think. He fucking blew in American Ninja. Steve James carried him. He did. And as much as Steve K- James helps in every so movie. So much so that in American Ninja, he had to have a guy dress as a ninja to do his stunt double work. This is true. Yes. But he does He does a pretty good job, and he 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 could have been a total asshole and pulled a Seagal and be like, no, I'm going to dominate the entire fight. But no, there's actually a back and forth with this yes. fight. And... Sure enough, so they're like, first, there's a sword fight. Well, Dudikoff finds, like, a stick. And if, and if apparently the sword wasn't sharp enough. Yeah, apparently it's like it's like oak or something. It's yeah. a very hard wood because he's blocking a fucking katana yes. with the stick. But then eventually they lose that. Then they go down to fist, and they're fighting fist for fist. And then as luck would have it, there's a little, it's like a tree stomp or something. It was like a very, it was like a, it was like a stalagmite almost. Yeah. 
and our boy, uh, he's getting his ass kicked, but he's he's holding his own too. He fucking body slams up a samurai ninja onto the stalagmite and pales him, dies. Oof. And so he's all fucked up, dude. He's what like he's just way. been through the ringer. Oh. But as luck would have it, Lord Humongous shows up at this time. Yeah, no, he's got to go check back on Sarah, and of course he runs back to the cave. And as he's running into the cave, we see Humongai just. Lurking up above, starts breathing up, heavily. Starts up his fucking. I only. I, he didn't have his uh, weed whacker with him. No, he, he just, didn't have. He the had the Steve whacker. James knife. He had that giant ass fucking. Yeah, knife. he just had his knife with him. They're going. They're going silent for this one. See, Sarah's not in the cave. Uh, Steve does. Or Steve. Uh, Matt, I want it to be Steve. Yeah, but, uh, really. I do want Matt to be Nemrod. Um. So Matt sees that Sarah's not in the cave. Comes back out, and that's when we get fucking Humongous leaping on him and. Round two. Here we go. And he, this very un, like unsagalish. He gets the shit kicked out he of him by Yumong, which would be believable because this guy's huge. Oh yeah, no, he's fucking tough as shit. He's so tough that his <laughs> eyebrows stick five <laughs> inches outside of uh, the eyelets of his mask, and it's black on blonde, so it's very obvious. <laughs> it's like Robotnik level obvious. And so when you get sometimes when you get your ass kicked, you got to resort to some dirty tactics. So Matt just kicks yeah. him in the balls. Kicks him in the balls, throws swamp mud water into his eyes. The microcosm, like microorganisms in that, no, that'll fuck a man up for a long time. And it does because he gets a hold of that knife and yeah. he stabs him right in the heart. Ooh, right in the heart. Two down, two to go, people. We were going to turn this swamp into a Menards. And so he's like, he's just beat to shit. He's got a black guy. His nose is buzzed. He's like, <sighs> looks up, Sarah's standing there. She's watching the whole time. Hey, I saw some pretty flowers I wanted to pick. I thought I told you to be in a fucking cave. <laughs> they're, they're almost blossoming as much as I am. And he's like, ugh, let's get out of here. I can't walk as fast as you can. Carry me. So immediately <laughs> throws her on a back and you hear a gunshot. <laughs> a band, Camo Bandito shows up. The Heisman winner. So... As he's throwing Sarah, I guess on he his... threw the whole silent thing out the window because he has a shotgun. He's just oh, a... he has a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good point because everyone else is. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, Sarah gets Sarah, who is now on his back, takes the bullet for. No, she takes the little because it's a shotgun. So she takes a little oh, of the ball bearings. Yeah, like yeah, she gets grazed. Yeah, yeah. But she's really playing it up, like ah, oh, like. Fucking Matt's been through the ringer. She just got a couple of pellets in her ass. And she's like, oh, I can't go out. You're, you're, you're right. A 12-year-old blossoming young woman should definitely take that better. <laughs> I would have. And, and that was the first time Matt was like, are you really blossoming into a fine young woman or are you a bitch? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so the Heisman winner, he's like, hey, man. So uh, he's still shooting the fucking gun. Matt's like going from tree to tree to tree. Getting close. Fucking Heisman guy sweating. He just saw two of his buddies' dead bodies laying there. He's like, I don't know if I can beat this guy. So he grabs a grenade, hurls it. Yeah. Fucking sends Matt flying. He's dead. He's just passed out in the swamp water. He's got to be. And he's like, I told you, Barry Sanders, you're not better than me. I'm a quarterback. Quarterback. Really, he's got some issues he's got to deal with. He's got to. He doesn't even realize he lost the fucking high. Like, he barely edged out Vinny Testaverde for the Heisman. Right. Barely. Testaverde. Ugh. Ugh. And he's, like, laughing. He's like, ha, ha. 
boy Matt's playing possum, guys. He didn't kill fucking. You can't kill Matt Hunter in that way. Yeah. So um, Matt kicks him his feet out from under him. Starts beating the shit out of him. This is not. It's it's kind of boring. He just gets the knife again, stabs yeah, him in the heart again. Yeah, he's a, he has his way with him. It's just like Barry Sanders is amazing. And you know what's even better? Vinny Testaverde. I bet yeah. it goes on to leave lead whoever he plays for in the Super Bowl. I want to say Cleveland. I, think I do want to say Cleveland, too. Which and, means and Tampa no, Bay. No Super which Bowl. Which Tampa Bay was horrible back then. Tampa Bay was, yeah. yeah so. That was a team even the Lions could beat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, poor, fucking poor Barry Sanders. He was so great. Uh, but, um. yeah, so we get that same scene from the beginning. We finally see the road. Scene, we except, see the road. Yeah. We see an alligator jump in the water. Another stock footage. <laughs> and uh, Same shot as he's before. Still, Carrying it's like Yoda style. She's carrying on the back. He's just like, we did it. Can you please just swim the last hundred yards? <laughs> I just fought three fucking huge motherfuckers to the death. I've been stabbed. I've been slid. I've been fucking. I, shot. I don't think I can do that. While they're arguing, Glastonbury, like a fish out of water, he just rises up with oh. that fucking choke line. He fucking starts strangling Matt. Matt, fortunately. Had presence of mind to keep that knife he used to kill the last guy. Stabs uh, Glastonbury in the thigh. Glastonbury. And, uh, and he just goes, he lurks oh, away. That, that was a good hiss, yeah. And he just lurks away into the, the swamp. Almost like an alligator. He just fucking slithers away. They get away. Hit it's the, over. The, uh, the movie's over, right? Wrong. Man, I'm so glad this movie's... Wait a minute. We got to get back to... Because Matt has to go to Admiral now, right? He goes back to that safe house. Yeah. And he's like, I got, well, cause what, oh, what happened, I forgot to mention that while he, after he killed the, uh, the, the guy with the grenade, he went through his wallet and he found a picture that had all the four of the guys from the Pentangle organization. Oh, they were keeping, oh, like headshots. Yeah. Of each other. Like, well, they, they're hey, probably, yeah. hey, I hope we keep in touch this summer. Right. And they saw like, it was like a condom that was like hadn't been used in like two years. This guy's a loser. No man. And he actually, but I, I he took took the money. Though. That was that was nice <laughs> of him. <laughs> He's well, like, you're not going to need. They got to get back to civilization. Right. We made, there's no Uber back then. You know, you need to. I mean, uh, they got to wait down a taxi. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard out in the bayou to get taxes. <laughs> and so but that song. So he's like, fine. He's like, I know. I recognize Professor Glassenberry. He's fucking great. I went to Glassenberry University. It's great. People <laughs> tell me it's the greatest. And so he goes back to the safe house. He's like, I don't know why. I guess there's a triage unit at the safe house. He's like, get this girl some help. She just got two little BBs in her ass. Right away, sir. And he goes up to the admiral. I know who did it. Oh, my God. And the admiral's like, who? Who did it? Who? Who? Because he's sweating because I'm sorry, Griff. I think he's the fifth member of the Pentangle. Um, they don't build it up like that way at all. No. The way Matt stares, he's like down. sweating, <laughs> wiping no, they sweat. Don't, they don't build that up at all. He's like, he, 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 uh, there's nobody who will look like me, was there? No, it's just these four guys. I'm gonna do what you can't do. I'm gonna take care of business, and then we'll work everything out. Whatever you say. Well, here's the thing. This movie has we're used to the normal buildup of movies. Like we need motivation. This motherfucker killed four characters that Matt was close to. We're right. used to one. Right. Maybe and nobody two. got raped. I want to point that out. It's very progressive for Mongolian Globus. True. But still, two times the normal like on people Five. Because he killed all of Larry's family and, and Grandpa Jimmy. 
Well, I know I could see how you would forget Jeff because he was the Shane Kazugi of the family. Oh no, I included him. I wasn't. Oh. Th- I was thinking well, of I don't the know whole why, Larry I family, and then I I, yeah. I forgot yeah. about Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa got murdered too. Wow, five people, five times the motivation. Pen tango of information or uh, of motivation. <laughs> yeah, a pentangle of of motivation. You're motivation. Right. And so he's not like, I'm about to snap your neck right now. Instead, Matt delivers a line where he's like, look, they might just, you know, what Glastonbury told me is they're just getting going. Guess what? I'm just getting going. That was actually the last line you kind of blew Fuck, is that later? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. But anyway... What happens is we cut back. Glastonbury, he's holding court with all his Nazi buddies. You know Hitler? He wasn't so bad. Oh, he actually says that. Don't people. worry. I have the speech for that. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll roll it right now. I know the goddamn liberals scream fascist, but the simple truth is Hitler was right. Man was a visionary. Man. 40 years after his death, half the world is communist and we're defending our borders. Yes, sir. To let Hitler take care of the goddamn commies on the vision, we had the chance. What a different world to be today, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Terror will succeed unless opposed with equal terror. Okay. We're heading for Armageddon, gentlemen. Are you listening? Yeah. Yes. Sir. The end time. This is the last days. So he says that while he's, you know, he's, like, he's holding a kitten. Too. It was a bizarre scene. It was he's a like, beautiful kitten. By holding- the way. I'm a black cat owner, and I got to tell you, stop trying to relate black cats to evil. My cat bites me in the middle of the night and all that shit, but it's no, not evil. it's a beautiful cat. He's holding court with his kitten. He's got he's got a smoking jacket on. Totally, he obviously is a ninja, too, because his leg is healed. He just got stabbed like an hour earlier. He did. He's walking fine. Doesn't even have a fucking cane. This is an 80-year-old Nazi man. <laughs> And Don't know why I specified Nazi man. <laughs> well, because but... he's specifying it in the scene. Oh, good point. And he's like, and then the butler comes up, sir. There's a disheveled young man out here to see you. He doesn't look to be of the native blood. He doesn't look like he belongs. Belongs. <laughs> and like, I know who this is. Sire, hold my cat. And then he comes out, and it's fucking our man mad. He's standing there in the hallway, and he's all fucked up because it just happened an hour ago. All this shit. Uh, yeah. And fucking fresh as a daisy, Glassenberry. Uh, and he's like, How's your leg? I'm a ninja, I cured it. And then he's like, And then while they're just about to go at it for the final battle, the phone rings, picks it up. Yes, I, he's here right now. Yes, thanks. Hangs up. Hmm, back to foreshadow. What? That, I'm serious. That happened? That happened, yeah. What? What? <laughs> so he's like, Follow me to my weapons hallway. Because there's like a they go up a staircase. There's not a, like most people would have a weapon room. It's a weapon hallway at the top of the okay. staircase. It's a bullshit hallway. It's an overlook. It's maybe <laughs> ten foot by ten foot. It's still impressive. The showcases like the, it's got like Roman centurion helmet, yeah. till the Huns fucking spear. No, it's a it's an impressive spread, but it's compacted into a small sp- space. <laughs> yes. And so he's like, "Why don't you go ahead and choose a weapon?" Well, first he's like. You know, we could work well together. Oh, he tries okay. to recruit one last time. Yeah. And he's like, you just killed five people I love. I'm murdering you right now. You almost deflowered this blossoming young woman. Oh, she is kind of blossoming. Oh, right? she. 
I noticed the hell out of that blossoming, brother. <laughs> I was ready to auction off. I was going to give two. I was going to give seven hundred dollars. Yeah, going right five. I was telling everybody five hundred. I was planning on seven to ten thousand. So yeah, that's how that's how good she was, guys. So he's just like, all right. He takes like a staff. That's a, that's apparently that's Matt's fucking weapon because he used one earlier in the sword fight. Yeah. And our bad Glastonbury grabs a spear. And they go back at it. It's <laughs> the fucking stunt man was so awful for Glastonbury. It was like the worst like gray wig this guy's wearing. Because yes. I mean, the guy, the actor, John P. Ryan, amazing by the way, is still yeah. elderly. He's like like seventy. Yes. So you can't. There's no way you can make believably make this fight. So there's this awful stunt man. They they're like struggling. They're throwing spears. They, you know they. I, they, I liked it. Eventually, Matt hurls him down a staircase because, like I said, they're in a hallway. He tumbles, he tumbles down there. They're, Fucking Matt is like, oh, that's two and a half stories? Guess what, bitch? Jump in. Well, cause, well yeah, because Glastonbury notices there's a gun on the floor. So he's reaching for it. Matt just dives off the fucking side of the, the staircase, intercepts him. They go at it again. They're struggling. This is when the old man overtakes him. Well, he whips out because he's the master of the strangle line. Well, yeah. No, he, like, gives up. You think he's setting up a stone cold stunner because he kicks him in the <laughs> gut, and you're like, "How did Matt not see that coming? Who cares?" Oh fuck, stunner! No, he goes around the back, gets him with that piano wire, and so now they're like in a German suplex, dick to butt pose, where he's got him back. throating, throated, <laughs> throated, throated, got him by the throat, by the throat. And I love how the, the, he's twisting it, twisting yeah, it. Yeah, like, it's got this mechanism <laughs> so he can continue. Yeah, because it looked like he was putting on some brass knuckles, but it was like the end of yeah. the thing. No, this looks horrible. You're like, no, he's dead now because this wire is clearly cutting through his throat. But as luck would have it, and this was a fitting end uh, for this guy. There happens to be an African totem statue with a, holding a spear. Fitting death for a neo-Nazi, by the way. I, I'm, I'm sorry. If I were... A secret agent. All I would do is work out my neck strength because that's how every secret agent gets killed, choked yeah, out, silent yeah. by piano wire. No, Mad Hunter has the neck strength to withstand this until he can do exactly what you're going to. Right, hurls because just luck would have the, the the African statue is just holding a spear right out from front of him. Hurls our man, or not our man, he's a piece of shit, <laughs> Glastonbury, <laughs> right onto it. Great fucking death scene. He's like over the top. Oh, he's making all these contorted faces. Falls down, collapses, dies. He goes, she really was blossoming, wasn't she? And then he just gives out his last breath. And he's like, hell yeah, she was. And then I love how like we point out earlier, he was twisting it. Matt just like pulls the fucking line off his neck, like it no, was like yeah. it was like he still would have been choking. Yeah, but he's a, he's a ninja. He gets it off. This is where this for you. He's got to go. He checks out on Sarah first, right? I don't remember where she's at. They're at the safe house still. Safe house still. Yeah. Wait, is that his farmhouse? What? What's the safe? The house? safe house is where the all the fucking secret service shit happens. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's a double whammy. He's in the same spot for it's the like. Or almost, no, I take it back. I think they are at a hospital. Yeah, they, right. they're at a hospital because he's asking all the doctors, 
How was my beautiful blossoming sister Sarah doing? So she just has a case of the vapors. I, I, She's okay. Yeah, they're like, look, sir, we've been giving her all the best chocolate and orange juice <laughs> that money has to buy. So we're safe to say she's not a heroin addict anymore. She's not a heroin addict. She's recovering perfectly fine. She, you know, she's we doing we see the admiral and he's like <laughs> patting the sweat and sort. You got him all right. You got him. Tangle's done. Yeah. It's over. It's over. And then, like you said earlier, he's like, no, they've only just begun. But unfortunately, I've only just begun. I noticed something about Pentango. P-E-N-T-E-G-O-L-O. <laughs> five. Pent equal five. One's he's missing. Like, he's like, I never thought about that. Of course, we know. I think. They, 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 that's what I love about we we said they let you do your own thinking and, a, and yeah. go, we don't really know for sure if he is. I assume he is because he's a bad guy and, and he's sweating profusely. Yeah, so I'm assuming he is, but and I think Matt knows too. But he's like, I'm gonna play the cat and mouse game now, motherfucker, because I can see you sweating. So he just walks off in the sunset, setting up a sequel that never fucking came, Griff. It ne- it, okay, I was gonna ask you. No, it did it come? Okay, because yeah, they 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 lead us to this. He says. You like Glastonbury told me they were starting up. Well, I'm gonna let you know I'm just starting up. As if this was leading to. And a then sequel. the fucking Rolling Stones song "Start Me Up" started playing. Start me up. That was a million dollars for the budget. I'm a beautiful blossoming twelve year old. Exactly. Well, shit. I. Ugh, I mean, the shit that those seventies uh, rockers got up to. He probably did have some blossoming twelve year olds. Okay, Murray, we've kept these people for a long time here. Any other comments no, you want to make? No, I just this was this was actually a Dudikoff movie that satisfied me. Oh my god, this is a very satisfying Dudikoff Check movie, this movie outside out. of Steve James dying, but yes. very good movie. None. Yeah, so you've already heard the whole thing. A, like, so Griff said, "There's a great copy. If you don't have the laser disc, a great copy on YouTube." It's got oh. German subtitles, you said, but there's one with German subtitles. There's one without German subtitles. There's so many good copies out there on you. So check it out. Down. So normally I I set up the next movie, but this next movie we're gonna oh. do is very uh, favorite Griff. So I'm gonna let you do it. Hey, we're going back to a little place, a little place. I we haven't it. been this where. Sorry to interrupt. I'm not just, no, I it's fine. It. Go I ahead. said I was gonna give it to you, and I immediately interrupt. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't been at this place in Dick. a long time. Long time. Well, we I think we last visited there, Mr. No Legs. That was the last like pure Griff recommended episode. Well, I'm just talking about the star of the movie. But we're going back to a pure childhood and a pure star of my own. I've never seen this movie, Griff. We're going back to a place. Murray's going to hate it because I think this movie is like 150. And you're going to be going, why is this so long? (laughs) Well, Murray, I'm going to put everyone in the spirit, uh, at least Americans. uh, And and Canadians. Canadians, And some Swedes and Russians. uh, Yeah, good point, good point. But as uh, Canadians know, they apparently suck at the sport, so they never make it to the Stanley Cup itself. But, of course, I've ruined the lead. I said Stanley Cup. We are talking about Sudden Death, the John claude Van Damme classic. I saw this one in the theaters. It blew my fucking eight-year-old tits off. That's why I have large man breasts now because I was like, no, if I'm going to get them replaced, I'm going to do it with style. Put some pack jelly on it. It'll make them look perfect. (laughs) Exactly. We're we're doing Sudden Death next week, and Murray... I haven't seen it. I'm so so excited. uh, We've got a new thing going on here where it's... Old to me, new to Murray, 
I hope it's new yeah. to everybody or at least everyone can enjoy it. So, Murray, let's right. take them away. All right, guys. See you next week for Sudden Death and keep it warm. A Golden Globus production. Another good one from Cannon. It's true.